Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And here we are again. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Fibromyalgia is a long-term chronic condition that causes pain in the muscles and bones, areas of tenderness, general fatigue, sleep, and cognitive disturbances. And if that isn't bad enough, our guest today was hit by a car which broke 27 bones in her body. But by using cannabis, she can function normally and whatever normal is. Joining us from Colorado to tell her story is Barb Johnson. Barb, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it. Good morning to you, too. Good morning, Barb. Barb, what came first, fibromyalgia or the car accident? I do believe that I was born with fibro. Um, I, I've been in pain most of my life, but the car accident threw it into overdrive. No um, pun intended. Right. <laughs> Um, it was a hit and run too, by the way, but that's irrelevant. Um, but when I got hit by the car, that's when I started all the pharmaceutical meds. And when I say all the pharmaceutical meds, I mean I had a pharmacy. Everything from, oh my gosh, they were giving me mind-altering um, mood stabilizer things. I didn't that. I was just in pain. And, um, of course, the Lortabs, the Vicodin, the Xanax. I was prescribed three blues a day. Three what? Which, if I took a half a blue Xanax is 10 milligram or one milligram, I guess they are, a day. And if I took a half of one now, I'd be down for a week. Wow. But I've not taken... I've not taken a pharmaceutical med since the day I started making cannabis oil, which was March 14th of 2005. Barb, take us back to the day that you were hit by a car. Tell us what happened. I was walking down the road in Augustuck, Connecticut, and um, I can't even describe the car. It was a dark-looking sedan, woke up in the hospital. I really can't tell you much about it. And it was a hit and run. It was a hit and run. I broke damn near everything. And um, I was laid up for a really, really, really long time. And drugged beyond, oh my gosh, beyond anything you can even imagine. It was crazy. And I stayed that way for 10 years, more than. Taking all the pharmaceuticals that you just mentioned. Right. And then some, oh my God. Barb, prior to that, you said, you know, you probably had fibro all of your life. Were you on pain medications prior to the accident then? No, um, but I was always in pain, but I thought I was You were always in pain? Pretty much. I can remember being really, really young and not being able to do things that my friends could do. Boy. And then you have the car accident, and then you're in real pain. Right. Then I started going to the doctors and getting the meds and listening to them, which I never did before. And since I stopped taking them, I haven't since. I don't do doctors. I don't do meds. What did a typical day look like for you medication wise? What would, what would you take? Oh, my gosh. Started off with the 
the Lortabs and the Xanax. And I had, oh my gosh, I can't even remember them all. But I had the mind-altering ones, the ones that you give to psych patients, which there's nothing wrong with my mind besides, you know, cognition and stuff from the FIRA. But that's way better than it was then, for sure. In fact, the day I started taking oil, we're driving down the street. I said to my husband, oh, look, a 52 Nomad. How did I know that? <laughs> you know, but my brain, much better shape, much better. Barb, take us. I was taking well, Repicote, Trazodone, um, things that gave me nightmares, and oh my gosh, I can't believe I even did that all those years. On an and then I found out. Go ahead. On an average day, then how many how many pills would you say you took in a day? Just approximately thirty. Thirty. Probably. Yeah, I had I had a card table covered with uh, medicine bottles. It was insane. And when I think of that doctor, when I think of him now, and I thought he was such a great doctor, and I look at what he was giving me, he, uh, he shouldn't even be in business. That was back in Richmond, Indiana. Well, that's exactly it. He was in business. Exactly. Yeah. And retired now, I'm sure, with a mansion. Now, how did you get introduced to cannabis? Well, I've been smoking since 1968. <laughs> so, you know, and and I remember back in 74 with the lab rats. I, I remember that clearly. That's the year I graduated high school. And ever since then, I had been spouting, oh, cannabis cures cancer. Had no idea what I was talking about. And um, then years later, getting on Facebook, getting in different cannabis groups, I started finding out about concentrates and oils. And then our, my youngest cousin, at 50 years old, called me up one day, told me she had brain cancer. And I can't tell you what kind. I just don't remember. But I immediately started making cannabis oil that day. Now, and so this would be the first time you ever made it? Yes. And so how did you yeah. figure out how to make it then? What was the process? It was all on Facebook. I was searching. I went to the Cannabis Oil Success Stories site. I went to um, a lot of different places because I wanted to heal her. And, of course, since then I found so much information. Everything is available now. Yes. When I started making it for her is when I started taking it myself. And the same day that I made it, I took my first dose that day, and I've never taken a pharmaceutical since, except my Eliquis, because I had a deep vein thrombosis back in October. Yeah, so I, I remember don't wanna, that. Yeah, and but actually, um, I don't, I don't need to take it um, as long as I have cannabis oil as a natural blood thinner, along with CBD three times a day. I learned that from my dear friend, Taz Christie, who I believe you know. Yes, yes, we interviewed Taz. A dear friend of mine, and I just recently got a lovely gift box. So actually, I'm feeling much better than when I talked to you two days ago. Well, good. Because I got the oil back in my system. Good. Yeah, I had to stop for a because I couldn't afford it, and now, now I'm good for a while, I hope. Tell us about your cousin. With the brain tumor. So you made, you made oil. Yeah, uh, she did the full three-month regimen, the two ounces. Of course, I the diet was, you know, I mean, I stayed on her about the diet. I was in Indiana. She was in South Carolina. So 
you know, I couldn't be right there. And um, every day I was calling her, telling her what to eat, what not to eat. She's still on a very clean diet. She's cancer free and crazy as a shithouse loon, but she always was. (laughs) So did she have any chemotherapy or radiation or just the oil? She had chemo before she told me. Okay. And um, I'm not sure of how many rounds, but I do know that she stopped it once she got on the oil regimen. Good for her. And she's healthy and uh, cancer-free yeah. today. Awesome. Yes, she is. And you started taking oil at the same time. So you take that first dose of oil, and what happens for you, if anything? Well, I think I've told you before, but it's such a great story. I took my first dose about rice grain size. And in a capsule, because I can't handle the taste, and I still do it in capsules. And I'm walking across the living room, and I'm walking by the corner of the couch. I said to my husband, oh, I think I need to sit down. And I sat on the couch, and my body just started tilting over to the side. And I said, oh, maybe I have to lay down. (laughs) 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 So I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, okay, well... I don't remember too much after that. I slept, got up the next day. Now, keep in mind, I can't walk. And I never did walk. My husband would walk me to the car. I would drive. We park in handicapped spots. I use um, motorized carts. That morning, I got up and decided to walk out to the mailbox, which is about a quarter mile. I can't do that. That's not something that even enters my head. I don't walk broke into a jog. <laughs> wow. And so you jogged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just kind of started, you know, just the fact that I was picking them up and putting them down. I was like, I wonder if I can run, you know? So I just kind of started jogging along back to the house. And I mean, it wasn't far, but it was in not even in the realm of anything that I could do. I just and didn't do that ever. And um, we went to the supermarket and I didn't even get a shopping cart, let alone a motorized cart. I was walking straight up by myself with a, with the basket that you carry. No cart to lean on. And that hadn't happened in many, many years. And that was how long after you started I, oil? The next day. Next day. Wow. Yeah. Amazing day yeah and um never took another farmy never not one threw them all away got rid of them all so you didn't wean yourself off the pharmaceuticals you just threw them away yeah i did and um the oil kicked in really good because i didn't have withdrawals of any kind or anything like that i just felt better and maybe withdrawals were going on and i didn't even notice it because i felt so much better now, when you say you felt better, did you feel better as a result of what happened to you in the car accident or the fibromyalgia or both? Just an overall... Definitely. Both. Just an I, was, o- I was able to walk and move and, and all that. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was like I was almost normal. Must have been like a miracle for you. It was a miracle for me. And I've been shouting it from the rooftops ever since. And this was back in Indiana. And that's not a very cool state. And I was healing people from Indiana. And, you know, I was a balls-to-the-wall activist in Indiana. And that was really scary. So 
five years ago. It was just, just a couple of days ago. It was five years we moved to Colorado where we can heal naturally. Why do you say Indiana is a very scary state? When we left, there was a warrant from my husband for an empty roach. Are you kidding me? No, it's still active. You can look it up. Wow. An empty roach. He got pulled over. He saw the lights, and it was down to a roach at that point. And he, you know, rubbed it between his fingers, saw the weed was out, rolled it up in a tiny ball, pitched it on the floor. Cops searched the car for like two and a half hours till he found that little rolled up piece of paper and busted him. He called me from the jail, and um, and I kept going to court with him with his court-appointed attorney talking about jury nullification, talking about um, uh, was there enough there to test? I want to see the results of the test because there wasn't. And they weren't going to on it and he was looking at the third time in Indiana and could have gotten a lot of time for it and I'm like, we're out of here. Mm-hmm. And that was five years ago. And that, that warrant is still active. But before that, he and I had both gone to prison for cannabis in Indiana. They busted our door down, found 78 grams of Indiana brickweed. It's not even anything good. And um, oh, gave us conspiracy to sell and all that. My God. And, and we are both cannabis felons. And Corey, you know me. I'm the nicest girl in the world. And, and I've been to prison. And she can because cook. Because I can't. And yeah, she can cook. So, <laughs> Barb, Barb's a phenomenal cook. Yeah. Oh, are you? Um, Barb, how much time did you spend in prison over this? I was given a sentence of, or I could have seen four to 20. And I ended up because I gave our entire retirement, it was over 20 grand, to a lawyer. I ended up getting six months, which I only did half of. Steve did nine months. Wow. Steve's your husband. Yes. All over a plant. All over a plant. Yeah, 78 grams of weed in the drawer. Not in individual baggies or anything. Just the jar. Threw me on the floor, put a gun to my temple, and pulled the trigger. What? Run that Not by me? Pulled the trigger, cocked it, cocked it. Cocked it, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. going to say, if he pulled the trigger, he missed well that had to be super traumatizing barb yeah that that took a lot to get over um taught me a lot though i mean i can't say that i don't regret going to prison of course i do but i learned so much um just the fact that someone like me could end up in prison of course we've seen so many stories since then of innocent um i don't want to say innocent i want to say you know cannabis convictions you know, in all these states that are legalizing, and Indiana is still not even budging, you know, and there's a lot of states that aren't. And, you know, there's there's people in prison left for love because of cannabis, and Barb, it's all such a hoax. Yeah. Do you help other fibromyalgia patients or people with fibromyalgia? I help everybody, honey. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but whatever your problem is, is we're going to get it taken care of for you. I've got a girlfriend right now that still takes a lot of meds and I'm working for her. And um, I've given her oil and it helps her quite a bit. I can't keep her in oil. I can't afford to. But yeah, I teach everybody. And um, 
we have quite a few mutual Facebook friends that I've helped out quite a bit. Now, how much oil do you make um, on a regular basis? I've not made it in a good while, honey. I've not been able to. I just okay. retired. I was a restaurant owner for the last few years, and so I've not been making it. And that's another reason why my pain went back up. And, and now I'm good. Last few days, um, how much? I'm back to having. Barb, since you're back to having it, how much does it take? normally to get that pain under control for you and and what would be the if you know if if all things were lovely and you could have as much oil as you needed what would be the optimal amount of oil you would need slash take to take care of yourself i would love to be able to take a gram a day right now i'm doing about a half a gram a day and and i'm way way better than i was a couple of days ago so i'm real happy with that no is that if dose i could do divided? a gram a day Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can't eat a gram. Okay, so that would be um, taken taken throughout uh, the course of twenty four hours, then. Yeah, um, course of maybe sixteen hours. hours. Okay. Yeah. I have to sleep sometime, Corey. Well, I would expect the oil to help you sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and and it does it's something that I'm working back with. Um, because, you know, you build up a tolerance, and since I haven't had it for a while and now I have it again, you know, I'm, I'm stretching it out over the day, and God, it's working for me so well. I'm so grateful. And it's interesting how it's almost an instantaneous thing for you. It's not like you have to build up for weeks on end before you're noticing some difference, so that's nice. That's right. And with me, it is. It is instantaneous, and considering that I can smoke pot all day long and not get high, that's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Barb- so smoking's not a necessity for me. I still feel like I have to smoke every day, and I do, but I really don't think it does anything for me. And I and I think once I'm able to stay on oil all the time, I won't need to smoke at all. I think. Barb, how long did it take for you when you stopped the oil for your pain to return? Mm. It's hard to say because, like I said, I was a restaurant owner and I was very, very, very busy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and when you're busy, that oversees pain. Mm-hmm. You know, I could run through that restaurant with my hips and, and legs screaming, but it's not stopping me. Since I retired in September and I'm on my butt more often, my pain got way worse. And then... I just started taking it again a couple of days ago. And like I said, I'm way, way better today. Do you do CBD yeah. as well? I do. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, um, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people who, who are listening and trying to glean information who have fibro. What I've seen work best, and I, and I don't know what your experience is, is essentially with a one-to-one ratio, THC-CBD seems to be a really good place to start for people with fibro. Well, I do a full-spectrum CBD, um, just a couple of drops, a couple of times a day, under the tongue type thing. Right. And um, But I know because my pain ratio is so very, very high. And, you know, I mean, I feel sorry for the people around me hearing me moan and groan every time I go to stand up and whatever. It's not like that today. It's better. I'm better. I I can move better. I mean, I squat. I, I don't 
won't even attempt to squat. My legs are like dead and have been for years, but they're keeping me moving. I'm putting one foot in front of the other and I can go. I don't have to just go from the door to the car. I can walk to the mailbox today, you know? Yeah. And as long as I, that's right. That's right. And, um, I've got a good few syringes and, we're just going to have to work it back into the budget somehow because uh, on a good day like this, I feel like I can never go back, yeah. you know, so I need to start making it myself again. You know, like I said, I just retired. We're working everything into the place. I'm raising a child now that came unexpectedly and, um, you know, we're just settling in and, and then I'll start making it for myself again mm-hmm. yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I have to. Barb, does your husband take it? My husband takes it for dementia, and it's doing him a world of good along with turmeric and CBD. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I think we had a question the other day. We had a question the other day that someone was asking about Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and Great uh, successes with it. Yes. Yeah. Ready. Yeah, and he's almost 70. So, you know, we're really pleased with the outcome. Good. Yeah. Did your how different is your diet today than it was when you were on the uh, pharmaceutical drugs? Being a chef, we've always eaten really clean. Yeah, um, and we still do. Uh, before I opened the restaurants a few years ago, absolutely everything in my house was organic. I made our own lunch meat. I baked our bread every day, every single thing. Plus, we worked with the Amish community. So I was getting very clean meats and veggies and all that. We still eat as clean as possible. And Mm -hmm. it's because I'm a chef. It's not the norm for people, you know, and, and it's not easy if you're not experienced with food like that, you know, but we've always eaten real healthy. I raised my kids real healthy and they're my youngest now is 36. 36. Yeah, my oldest is uh, 46 this year. And I thought you were 39. I know I look so good. (laughs) (laughs) As long as I wear turtlenecks or scarves, no one will know. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of both. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, you've got an interesting story. I don't know what it how a child can grow up with fibromyalgia and watch other kids play but constantly live in pain. That must have been very difficult emotionally for you, too. I so very well remember believing that everyone was. I did not think I was any different from anyone else. You just thought it was the norm because it had been your norm. Right. I remember, well, this was long before me and Steve got together, and we've been together pushing 20 years but I was dating this guy that was like 20 years my senior. And um, he's out there working hard. He's in his 60s. And I remember saying to him, honey, you need to sit down for a while. And he got mad at me. He said, I don't need no rocking chair. And I said, I do. <laughs> and I was in my early 40s, you know. But yeah, I've always been this way. But. I'm telling you, nothing works like what I'm doing now. Nothing. And even when I was taking the farms, I honestly believe that they did not kill pain. They killed my brain. No brain, no pain. Mm-hmm. And and that's, that's the truth. 
you know, you're all zombified by these drugs. You don't feel pain. You don't feel anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm fully functioning. I could go and reopen the restaurant today. If you shoot me in the eye, I'll consider it. But I know that physically I could. I have no intention of it. But I know that I could today. Yeah, because your pain's taken care of. It is. And I'm in a slight amount of pain right now. My thighs hurt. My thighs always hurt. And I have very nice, shapely legs. It's not like I have, you know, these big, ugly, veiny things or something. You know, my thighs have always hurt. And I remember my father saying the same thing. And I didn't know until after he was dead that he had fibro also. He was never diagnosed, but I know because of what I'm going through that that's what he had too. Mm. But here we go. Barb Johnson has nice thighs. (laughs) (laughs) Should we post that on Facebook? Let's not go there today. They already know. (laughs) (laughs) Good comeback, Barbie. (laughs) Very good. Barb, I just want to get a clarification now. When you had fibromyalgia, were you on medications or did the medication start when you, after the traffic accident? After the wreck. After the wreck. So you were not (laughs) on any medication for fibromyalgia. Okay. No, but I also didn't do doctors. I'm not a doctor person. I'm sure that had I gone to a doctor, I would have been on meds long before. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's remarkable what the... uh, I just, you know, people tell tell these stories, and I just, um, I guess I'm gobsmacked by how effective cannabis is in treating so many ailments, Corey, that we talk to with people. I mean, last week we talked uh, to Andrew about his father with Briquette's lymphoma, which is... Um, he had a six-inch tumor, tumor on, on, his, his on his spine, yeah. and yeah. he took chemo. Yeah. Barbie took chemo for 23 hours. Oof. And now, is that you, or is that the the cannabis? It's not your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have six dogs gathered around me as we speak at every moment. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's very good, Corey. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Ian's lost his train of thought. Oh, I've, I just, I've totally lost my train of thought. That was very clever. Good comeback. Yeah. Barb, anything you want to go ahead? Um, well, I was just going to say, you know, how you were saying how it's so remarkable that this plant can do all this. Think back to when we were young and we smoked a joint and we were so happy and everything was so good. Well, you take that plant and you cook it down to full extract. It's like now we see what this plant can really do. Here's the full potential. That's right. That's right. So all these people that are out there, you know, hey, take a bong. Yeah, that's nice. But you want to feel good forever. You want to not be in pain. Try this. You don't need to be high. You just need to feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think there's one common denominator in everyone we've interviewed, nearly everybody we've interv- interviewed, Corey, it's the pain, whether it's psychological or physical pain. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has some sort of pain within their body. And, uh, and mental anguish. Mental anguish, Which, that's absolutely, right. Absolutely, yes. 
Yeah. That's right. I mean, this uh, Andrew from last week, he was talking about the anguish his father has gone through yeah. on so many levels with this whole journey that he had gone through. And, and uh, yeah, we all have anguish and, and pain of so- sorts. So we could all do and with a little bit of oil. Yeah. In one form or another, cannabis pretty much fixes everything. Yeah, it pretty does. much. I mean, I tried to save a friend a year ago, and there was no saving him. He had mesothelioma. Cannabis oil is not going to go in there and scrape asbestos off his lungs, but the oil gave him the best possible quality of life till he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but it can't cure that, and and you know things like that but i tell everybody it's the tree of life you know yeah. we should be eating this yes should absolutely. be in our salad in the gardens yeah, absolutely which is yeah. why i'm yeah barb anything you want to anything you want to tell yeah. us in conclusion about uh, your story or other people that you've helped you know, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of my Facebook friends, and I hope that they hear the show when it airs because I'm sure that they'll comment in. Um, this has just been life-changing. And I'm almost 63. I'll be 63 next week. And to think of how long I lived in pain and and the laws, my God, you know, it's just, you know, the laws have to change. People have to use this. And I don't care if it takes out the 1%. I want it to. You know, we need to live naturally. We shouldn't be putting chemicals in our body to feel better. There is a natural way. And cannabis is that way. Well, one of the things that we've talked about on this program is that uh, we are promoting medical cannabis. Uh, We don't deal with the business side or the recreation side. We deal with the medical side to help people and to educate people about the medical benefits of cannabis. And uh, it's a difficult thing to do because I don't know whether you're aware of it, Barb, but Facebook is is shadow blocking uh, cannabis stories. Oh, I do now. Yeah. And uh, it's impacted us. It's impacted our listenership. And uh, one of the things that we'd like you to do and others to do is to share this podcast with people on their social media platforms so the message can get out. And Corey and I will keep doing this um, no matter what they do. And uh, we like to hear people tell stories like you've told us about the use of cannabis and how it has helped you because nobody's ever died from this. A lot of people die yep. from chemo, a lot of people die from radiation, a lot of people die from alcoholism, and a lot of people die from pharmaceutical drugs, but nobody's died from cannabis. And the problem with uh, this particular herb, plant, is that it doesn't make the pharmaceutical industry any money, and at least, at least until now. And we're hoping that people will realize uh, this plant's potential and uh, at least, at least give it a try. That's all we ask. Thank you, Barb. Real quick, I want to tell you. Sure. Okay, well, thank you. And, uh, Corey, we will talk soon. All righty. And, and uh, so, me, I'm honored. Well, we're honored to have you, Barb. Thanks very much. All right, Barb. Thank you.
And we'd like to thank our producer, Ron Zahar, for dedicating his studio and his time to allow us to produce Cannabis Health Radio. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, We do, and it wouldn't be possible without him. So thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. And thank you to Mark in Belgium, who posts our podcasts on YouTube. We also thank you. And we thank you, most of all, our listeners, for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.